Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. Now we've been in Next Level Living. What is Next Level Living? Doing whatever it takes to move forward and grow. Okay, we're talking about being more like Jesus. Next Level Living is not about uh, just trying extra hard and doing a bunch of extra things as a Christian to make yourself feel better. No, it's about resting in the grace of Jesus Christ for daily living. First Peter says it. We're given uh, power through Jesus Christ for all things uh, pertaining that have to do with life and godliness. We can be who God wants us to be. We can have the patience of Christ. We can have the understanding of Christ. We can uh, have the love of Christ and show it to the people in our lives, not because we're great, not because we have a strong moral compass, but through the grace of Jesus Christ. We've talked about next level patience and commitment and vision and love and compassion and a whole bunch of other topics. Um, and we're jumping into another one today. Uh, this is so important. If you weren't, you, many weren't in the room last week, but I said at the beginning of the message, This topic today on Next Level Living is something that is often forgotten in churches, but it's really one of the most important parts of church ministry as we reach people. The gospel is everything. Listen, it's it's, it's for our eternity and it's for our daily living, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the truth of the matter is a lot of Christians, a lot of people don't understand that. They don't know that. Um, And what we're going to talk about this week um, is something that is for every one of us, whether you've been saved for two weeks or 50 years. It's important. We're talking about next level discipleship. Next level discipleship. Discipleship is such a vital part of the Christian life. Um, thank God for salvation. The most important part is, yes, salvation. You've trusted Christ as your Savior. You have a home in heaven. But now what? A lot of times, Christian people that get saved, they're kind of, you know, they come to a church and they get saved and they're kind of left to figure things out. It's almost like, hey, you don't have to go to hell anymore. That's great. Good luck for the next 60 years of life. You know, let us know how you make out. You know, good And that's there's so much more than that. Discipleship. We, we need strong and biblical discipleship. Discipleship is about uh, following. We talk about the disciples of Jesus Christ. Okay, they followed Jesus. You ever uh, been leading someone, uh, you know, in, in behind that you're driving and they're behind you in the car? If you're not careful, guess what? If you're not paying attention to them behind you and you're not remembering that there's someone following you, uh, your every direction, they're going to get lost. Okay, they're going to, maybe their phones, I know we have GPS, but they're going to get lost and they're not going to know where they're going and they're going to end up in the wrong spot. And the disciples of Jesus Christ followed him in his teachings And as Christians today, we are called to disciple other people. We're called to practice discipleship as in we're supposed to be being discipled and learning and we're supposed to be discipling other people. What is a disciple? Okay, A disciple is a follower of someone or something, learning and living from the one they are following and living in a way that is based on what they've seen and come to believe as they follow. Disciples are, go way beyond just Christianity and followers of Jesus. There's disciples of other religions and other things and other uh, belief systems. Today, obviously, we're focused on disciples of following Jesus Christ. But what is a disciple? It's someone who follows and learns and lives based on what they're learning from the one that they are following. So to be a disciple of Jesus is to be someone 
who follows Jesus. To be a disciple of Christ, of Jesus Christ, is to be someone who follows Jesus. And you may be asking the question this morning, well, how can I? follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It's not like he's, you know, you talk about driving, following someone, you can see them right in front of you. If my kids are playing follow the leader, uh, they can see the person right in front of them and they'll go right behind them. But how can I follow someone who I really can't physically see? It's not like Jesus is here right now uh, and I can just follow his every footstep. How can I follow Jesus? So, well, another question has to be asked is, what do we have of Jesus that we physically have? Well, we have the words of God. We have the Bible. We have the life of Jesus in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the teachings of Jesus, his life story. And also beyond that, yes, this is the most important, the Word of God, which is our guidebook for life. It's, it's the living words of God. We have the life of Jesus that we can study and look on, see how he responded and reacted, and see what he did for us, his great love for us. But beyond that physical thing, we have the work that he's done in our own lives. The, the miracles that we've seen in our own lives that Jesus has done, we see the work that he's done in the lives of other people. So it's not like we have nothing to look at. It's not like we have nothing to see, to follow. So what is discipleship? Okay, we know what a disciple is. What is discipleship? Discipleship is the process in which we learn how to follow Jesus. How, to, how we learn to follow Jesus and then also teaching others how to follow Jesus. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't just immediately happen. You don't just get saved and suddenly know everything about how to follow Christ. It is something that you learn from the Word of God, from the counsel of a godly person. It's the process in which we learn how to follow Jesus and then also teach others how to follow Jesus. Discipleship is not just biblical knowledge about God being passed to someone. It's not just facts or Bible studies. That's not what discipleship, what that, that's not all it is. It's not just a class where you learn about the doctrines of the Christian faith, like the, you know, soteriology, the study of salvation, and eschatology, the study of the end times. That's not what discipleship is all about. That may be part of discipleship as you learn and grow in the Lord, but that's not the only thing. Discipleship is not simply a goal to be achieved. It's not just something that you can do all these things and then suddenly, I'm at a, that's not what it is. It's not a lesson to be learned, but it's a life to be lived. Discipleship is not a lesson to be learned. It's a life to be lived. If you're a child of God this morning, if you're saved, if you know Jesus as your personal Savior, you are called to be a disciple, a follower. Well, I'm saved. Listen, you can be saved and not be a follower of Jesus as in following his teachings and doing what he wants you to do. You can be saved. And beyond that, if you're a child of God, yes, you're called to be a disciple. But also, if you are a child of God, you are called, commanded in the scriptures to disciple someone else. You can be saved and not dependent on the grace of God for daily living. I'm going to say that again. You can be saved. You can be a child of God and be not dependent on the grace of God for daily living. You can be saved. You can be on your way to heaven when you die and not grow in the Lord and not be growing the Lord and not be growing in grace and not be growing in faith. You can be saved and stay in the same spot. You can be saved, a child of God, and not really care 
about other people dying and going to hell. You can be saved and not really care about that stuff. It's sad, but it's true. So I want to ask you some questions this morning. And ask ourselves, myself included, would you consider yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ? Would you consider yourself a follower, a real, genuine follower of Jesus? Someone who wants to be like Jesus. Someone who, when the truth of the Word of God uh, is given, whether it's preached or whether you're reading it yourself in your own personal time with God, when the truth of the Word of God goes against what you already think and believe, you are willing to change what you believe based on what the Bible says. That's a disciple. I think one thing, I have an opinion about something, but the Bible says something different. Now I'm following what the Bible says. That is part of being a disciple. You're willing to change your mind because the Bible says something different. A disciple of Jesus. Not perfect. Disciples of Christ aren't perfect people because there are no perfect people, but desiring to grow. A disciple of Jesus, never satisfied with where you're at. Never been like, well, I made it. I'm a good Christian now. I'm a good disciple. Never being satisfied with where you're at. Admitting weakness. Admitting flaws. Admitting struggles. That's part of being a disciple of Christ. Admitting weakness and then relying on the strength of Christ to help you with that weakness. Someone who just wants to know him. Paul said it in the book of Philippians. That I may know him. That was his goal. That I may know him. To feel him to love him, to depend on him. Are you a real disciple of Jesus? Or are you like so many that we see in the New Testament in the Gospels of Jesus Christ in his life that stood around Jesus because they loved watching the show, they loved watching the miracles and all these cool things happening, and they may have even been intrigued by his teachings, but when push comes to shove, they walked away. It got boring, it got challenging, it got scary, so they walked away. Are we like that? Or are we real, true followers of Christ? Another question this morning, who are you currently discipling? Who are you currently discipling? And maybe another question, have you ever discipled someone? Have you ever discipled someone? And reasons for saying, well, I don't really know. It might be, well, I'm a new believer. I just got saved. How can I disciple someone? Or, or I wouldn't know what to say or I wouldn't know what to do. Or, you know, I just have too much baggage. How can I help someone when I got so much going on in my life? Or I'm too busy. Or, or that's the pastor's job and, and other people's jobs. Or I don't know anybody that needs it. You know, I don't know anybody that needs discipleship. Or I'm just too nervous. And all those reasons are simply excuses. They're excuses. And some of them aren't half bad excuses, but they're excuses. The scriptures say... In Matthew 28, after Jesus died on the cross, three days later, he rose again from the dead. He spent another few weeks there with his disciples uh, doing miracles and teaching. He, was, he rose from the dead. And then he, before he ascended to the Father on a cloud, and he never died again, he rose to heaven. God took him up to heaven, Jesus Christ. Before he left this earth, he had his disciples sitting there on the mountainside, and he said these words. Jesus came and spake unto them in Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Those were Jesus' last words to his disciples. Go out. Tell them about me. 
tell them what he's done and what, what he can do, what I can do with their life, what, he's, what I've done in your life. Teach them. And then he, I love how he finishes. And by the way, I'm with you when you do it. So all those excuses, Christ conquers all those. I'm a new believer. Well, then you have a, you're a perfect spot to disciple someone because you, you just got freedom. You just got saved. Uh, well, I wouldn't know what to do. You can ask. You can study. You can pray. Say, God, give me the words to say. I got too much baggage. We all got baggage. I'm too busy. Then you're way too busy than God ever wanted you to be. Oh, that's the pastor's job? No, sure, it's part of my job, but it's your job too. He didn't just say, go ye therefore, you know, just the pastors. No, no, all of us, all of us. I don't know anybody that needs it. And that's a tough one too, because the truth is we all know someone in our life that needs to be invested in, that needs to be, maybe they're not saved. Maybe they don't know Christ yet. Well, they need the gospel. And, and when they accept Christ, yes, they need to be discipled. I'm too nervous. Man, I get nervous every time as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about what discipleship looks like so you don't think, like, I have to teach a class. We're not talking about that, remember? It's not about a class. Jesus commanded us. Discipleship is not often done in a classroom. Okay? It's not often done in a classroom. It's often done in, in a living room or a kitchen or a coffee shop or even over the phone. It's not, just, it's not just about giving information and filling in blanks. It's more than that. Discipling someone else is literally showing someone else what it means to follow Jesus. Discipling someone else literally is literally showing someone else what it means, what it looks like to follow Jesus. It can be shown in your faith in tough circumstances. Not denying reality but having faith in the middle of a mess. It can be shown, it can come in you apologizing to your spouse with a humble heart. It can come in your boldness in regards to your faith in a lost world, not being afraid to back down, not being a jerk, I'm not saying that, but standing up for, what, for, for truth and for Christ. It can be shown to your children. By the way, we're called to disciple our families. It's not just about us, a friend. No, it's our, we're called to disciple our family. I'm called to disciple my children. Show them what it means to follow Jesus. Show them what it looks like to follow Jesus. Sometimes my discipleship with my kids is me apologizing to them when I lose my patience. And showing them, like, I was wrong for losing my temper. Will you please forgive me? That's discipleship. Discipleship is about gospel conversations. Discipleship is about gospel conversations. It's about explaining to someone why you do what you do as a Christian. Why you feel the need sometimes to stop and pray for a situation. And that takes boldness. Why you feel the need to apologize, like I just mentioned to your kids, after getting impatient and lashing out. Maybe it's, maybe yes, the kids, but maybe someone in a friend's over the house and, uh, and, and you know, um, I get impatient with the kids, and I have to apologize to them. There's someone watching me do that and saying, wow, okay. Why you feel the need to live a certain way? It's explaining to someone why you do what you do as a Christian. It's not having pride in how you live. Look how good of a Christian I am. Look what I do as a Christian. It's not about that. It's about, not about pride in how you live. It's practicing humility as you follow Jesus. And by the way, there are wonderful curriculums out there about discipleship and when we have used some of them and we'll continue to use those things i'm not saying that those aren't part of it they're just not the end all that's not all it is it's just 
going through a, a, a curriculum and then being done and suddenly you're disciple. It's beyond that. It's, it's your heart. Discipleship is not just about filling a worksheet and passing the class. It, putting words in blanks doesn't make you a disciple. Uh, and also just telling someone uh, uh, to fill out blanks in a workbook doesn't mean uh, me, make me a discipler or someone who disciples others. It's beyond that. Choosing to forgive someone who has wronged me because of the grace that I've been shown from Jesus, that's part of what makes me a disciple. Being open about your struggles and about your weaknesses and how God has led you through them, that's part of being a disciple of Christ. Reading and studying the Word of God, not so you can brag or feel good about it or just fill up your brain with knowledge, but reading and studying the Word of God so that you can know God, that's part of what makes you a disciple. Loving people like Jesus loves them, even if they can't ever do a dang thing for you, that makes you a disciple. Loving people like Jesus loves them, no matter what, with no agenda. Disciples are supposed to make disciples that make disciples. So what it is, is when you're talking to someone, when you're discipling someone, you're showing them how to follow Jesus, and then with that, showing them how to follow Jesus. And, and it is, God, it's not just about, by the way, it's not just about lifestyle evangelism, if they watch how I live. No, it, it's about living true to yourself and to Christ, and then having conversations about it, having conversations about the gospel and what it's doing in your life. Here's why I do that. Here's why, and it's about teaching someone, and then also teaching them that it's their responsibility and duty and calling to do that for somebody else. It's multiplication, not just addition. It's not about you or me just reaching as many you know, people one at a time to see how many I can add to my collection of who have decided. It's not about that. It's about me sharing my story with you and showing you how amazing it is to follow Jesus and then teaching you to do the same thing to someone else. Can I say that again? It's about me sharing my story with you, the unabridged, the good, the bad, the ugly, my story with you, and with that story, showing you how amazing it is to follow Jesus and showing you how amazing the grace of Christ can be and showing you how amazing it is to live free in Christ and then teaching you to do the same thing to someone else. Psalm 66, 16, one of my favorite verses. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. That's discipleship. Me living out the gospel in my everyday life for the world to see and for those I invest in, they get to see it up close. Includes my wife and kids. Includes my family. I want my kids, as they grow up, I want to be a fun dad, yes. I want to be a patient dad. I want to be a teaching dad that like, shows them how to fix this and do that. But beyond everything else, I want my kids to love Jesus. I want my kids to love Jesus and to love the Word of God and to follow Jesus. That's what I want, and it's about teaching and showing them. I want my wife to follow Jesus. She wants me to follow Jesus. We disciple one another. And the world sees it, sure, yes, they see how we live as we live out the gospel. But those who we're close to, our families, our friends, they see it up close. So why do we hide who we really are? Because we talk about sharing our stories, but many of us, we don't want to share our story. We really don't. We don't like people to see that side of us. It's natural in us. It's, it's human nature, really. 
we don't really want people to know the good. You know, we want to know the good. We don't want to know the bad and the ugly of our lives. We'd rather keep that to ourselves because what are they going to think if they know that this, this, and this? And it's fear. We don't want anyone to know that we aren't perfect, even though we may say, like, nobody's perfect, but we kind of really do a, we really try hard to look perfect because it makes us feel a little bit better, but in reality, it kind of doesn't because then we're really insecure about ourselves and all those different things. We hide who we are, and that's no way to live. As disciples of Christ, we must live in the gospel, and we must live out the gospel to others. And I want to explain what I mean by that. Living in the gospel and living out the gospel, okay? To live in the gospel. Okay, what is living in the gospel? What is the gospel? It's Jesus Christ who died, was buried, and rose again. His work for us. That's the gospel, Jesus' miraculous work. Jesus, the Son of God who was God, who came to earth, lived a perfect life, died for you because of His love for you, made a way for us to have a relationship with the Father because of that death. He rose again to defeat sin and death and then ascended on high. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. So how do we live in the gospel? It's by constantly, consistently reminding ourselves of what Jesus did for us on the cross. He suffered for us. The power that rose Him from the dead and the fact that he did it for me and we live with that truth moment by moment knowing and remembering what Jesus did for me and then we live in such a way that reflects our love and fellowship of Jesus Christ and who he is to us that's living in the gospel it's consistently reminding ourselves day by day moment by moment of what Jesus did for us of who he is It's why I act the way I act, because Jesus died for me, man. He died for me. He rose again for me. He given me power to live the way he wants me to live. And because of that truth, man, I'm going to try, by the grace of God, uh, to tell others about it. And I'm going to act and live a certain way because of what he did for me. That's living in the gospel. To live out the gospel, that's when other people see the gospel in your lives and in how you live. And how you respond to the situation of this fallen and broken world. When people see you walking through a trial with grace, with peace, with faith, doesn't mean you're not crying, doesn't mean you're not hurt, but they see the gospel lived out in you. That's living out the gospel. So who are you discipling? Who are you investing in as we finish up this morning? It's, it's, it's not as hard as it seemed. It's not as like tricky as, as you may think it may be. Sometimes you may accidentally disciple someone, <laughs> but just, you know, living out the gospel and you're not really thinking about it. You're just following Christ and people see it. But, but we should be intentional about it. We should be intentional about it. And, and, and I'll give you some specifics this morning, what I mean by, by being intentional about it. When's the last time you invited someone over your house or out to coffee or whatever to just invest in them. Another, another member of the church, another believer. Okay, well, again, we're not really talking necessarily about like people that don't know Jesus today. And although that's extremely important. I have lunch all the time with unbelievers that don't know Christ. And I love them, and I want to love them like Christ and, and, and live out the gospel so they can see it. But I'm talking about other believers. We're talking about discipleship. We're talking about taking someone who's saved and helping them grow in Jesus. When's the last time we invited someone over just to invest in them, just by loving them and showing them the gospel lived out in your life and family? When's the last time you took someone to lunch, another believer, and said, hey, I want to hear your story. 
I want to hear your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell me what God has done in your life and just had some gospel conversation. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you concerned yourself with things that actually matter to the kingdom of God? When's the last time you prayed with your spouse, your husband, or your wife? When's the last time you prayed with your children? I mean, really prayed. Listen, I'll be the first to admit, there's times when I'm tired and the kids need to go to bed, and they're like, Dad, pray. And I'll say, to my shame, it's often because I'm busy getting kids to bed or keeping an eye on Seth, and it's Charlie that says, Dad, can you come pray with us? I'm like, yep, I'm coming up to pray with you. And if I'm not careful, I'll rush that because I'm trying to get a bunch done. And I'll say, all right, let's pray. And I have to slow myself down. And because, and, listen, this, this, they're inviting discipleship. They're inviting it. It's my job as a dad. My job as a Christian, it's my job as a dad to disciple my children. When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you apologized to your kids? When's the last time you uh, apologized to your spouse in grace? Not just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got annoyed. It's <laughs> not really an apology, is it? But really, genuinely, hey, you know what? I was a jerk and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the Spirit convicted my heart and I was wrong. And not finishing with, do you have anything to say to me? Like, not, I'm not talking that, not that kind of apology. You know? Don't we love those? You're just waiting, like, okay, your turn, right? No. I mean, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When's the last time you pray with your family, you pray with your wife, you read the Bible with your kids? Listen, my challenge to you this week is to reach out to someone. Reach out to someone this week. Another believer. Someone here, someone that's not here that usually is here. I know we have a lot of people in um, youth sports right now. Even Charlie's at his football game today, this morning, his last home game. And I wanted to be a part of that. Um, when, you know, let's find someone to reach out to this week, to invest in, to, to, to pour into. Invite someone over for dinner. I know we're busy. Sometimes we're just too stinking busy, guys, including myself. I got lots going on. Work, full-time. Marissa's in nursing school. Charlie's got football practice three nights a week. And I, I have got to make time to love on people. And again, it's not with a hidden agenda. It's like, let's just... Let me just get to know you and love you and have some gospel conversation and let God do the work. Build some gospel community in your life. Make it someone that maybe you don't know very well. It's very easy to be like, hey, I'm going to have my best friend come over. I'm going to just, no, no. How about someone that you don't really know? There's people on my heart this week that I thought, I told my wife this week, I'm like, I got to invite this person out to lunch. I haven't, I haven't had lunch with them ever. And they go to our church and I need to do that. Find someone to disciple. Find someone to invest in. Find someone to love on, to love like Jesus loves. Find someone to share the gospel with. Yes, I'm not saying, listen, we should be continually focused on spreading the gospel to lost people. Because guess what? When they get saved and accept Christ, then you can disciple them. Invite someone into your life. Let them see Jesus in you. Man, open the door. Let people know the real you. I'm telling you, the facades that we set up, what we think everybody wants us to be, man, they need to see the, they need to see the scars. The scars make really good stories, man. I'm telling you. I've shared my scars with you, church. You know I have. My past and addictions and things like that because I know the power that is in those stories. Your story is powerful. Your story is powerful. It doesn't own you. It doesn't identify you. The grace of Jesus Christ identifies you. Come and hear all ye that fear God and I will declare 
what he has done for my soul. Let's invest in someone. Let's, let's disciple people. We're going to continue this message on discipleship next week. What are the signs of a true disciple? We're going to look in the scriptures of what Jesus said a true disciple looks like. But this week, let's find someone to love on and invest in. And by the way, if you have a family, you already have people to invest in daily. You have the most time with them. And then even beyond that, think of somebody you can send a text to, you can set something up with, get some coffee, get some lunch, and be like, man, I just wanted to hang out with you, and I just want to hear you. I don't know a lot about you. You know, I, I just want to hear your story. Tell me about your story. Tell me, your, tell me, your, tell me about your life. And, and tell them, hey, I want to hear all the gory details. Don't be afraid of it. And rest in Jesus Christ and let him lead the way in those gospel conversations. I'm telling you, you'll make a difference. You'll make a difference. Just like someone made a difference in your life by being real with you. Maybe today you would be honest and say, you know, I haven't been discipling people like I should. I haven't really been, I haven't really been real with people like I should. I've been kind of trying to like put up that front that makes it look like everything's good and everything's all right. And really, I'm just not. And I got my own baggage that I kind of try to keep hidden. And um, man, I need, I need boldness for that. I'm scared to do it, to be honest, Pastor. I'm scared to do it. If that's you this morning, can I pray for you to have some boldness? Because it's, by the way, I'm not saying it's easy to be real about yourself, but it's important. That's what makes real change. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your home. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.